Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. If you're a regular listener to the Gaines podcast, you know we talk about the Dow Theory. We talk about financial markets. We look at markets from a technical standpoint. And hey, the Dow Theory has really been a great tool in indicating the downside for the markets as of late. And we've talked about this extensively, established key Dow Theory levels, and all along we've had an expert kind of hold our hands and walk us through this as we learn about the Dow Theory and how to use it as a tool to get a sense of market direction. And that's what we're going to talk about today. I'm bringing on our Dow Theory expert, Chuck Carlson, and we're talking about the Dow Theory, key levels, and where the market's headed. I'm Andy Gersher, and this is Gains. So we're going to talk Dow Theory, and what I'm going to do, we'll give you the key levels. You should probably write them down here. But I'm also going to tweet them so you can also see them on uh, my Twitter feed. And the handle, by the way, is at Gersh. And that's G-I-E-R-S-H. At G-I-E-R-S-H on Twitter. That's my Twitter account. I tweet stuff all the time there. Great information. I will put these Dow Theory levels on my Twitter feed So check them out. And when we're talking Dow Theory, we always bring on our go-to expert, Chuck Carlson, CEO of Horizon Investment Services and publisher of the Dow Theory Forecast Newsletter in Hammond, and of course, the author of Winning with the Dow's Losers. Uh, We'll open up with the the plug that I always uh, have you throw in there for the gains degenerate and other investors. What's the website to check out? All right. Well, I, just everybody remember, that was Andy calling you degenerates. Uh, I think you're all very esteemed investors, and I think you will all enjoy our newsletter that focuses on our small cap stocks. And that newsletter is called Upside, and you can get a free trial to Upside at UpsideStocks.com. That's UpsideStocks.com. Yeah, definitely want to check out that website. And there are often a lot of sleepers in there that aren't covered by all the financial shows and the hot Amazons. And so so there's some sleepers in there that could have a a, a lot of growth. So definitely check out that website. Um, Talking stocks, a little bit of volatility in the market as of late, huh, Chuck? Yeah, Yeah, I I would say that's a a pretty good assessment. Uh, This has been a 
you know, a market that has been volatile and, and, you know, shows every signs of continuing to be volatile. And that's, you know, that's kind of the nature of the beast here when you've got, uh, uh, when you've got inflation running where it is, you've got the, you know, continuing war in Ukraine and fears how much, you know, is that going to be contained or that spreads. You've got, you know, a recent economic report that showed GDP actually went down last quarter, which I think was kind of shocking. And everybody seems to be kind of sloughing that off. And we'll see if that's something that should be sloughed off or not. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of volatility. Plus, it's earnings season, which, uh, you know, that, that always generates a, a fair amount of activity. And so, yeah, this is a volatile market, and it's going to continue to be a volatile market. And investors need to kind of figure out how they're going to, 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 to view this and not feel like a leaf in the wind. And that's where, you know, a tool like the Dow Theory, I think, is especially helpful. And let me tell you, regular gains listeners know the Dow Theory has been a big part of our podcast. And uh, Chuck has held our hand as we've learned to track and, and, and follow the Dow Theory. And full disclosure, hey, the Dow Theory has... Uh, shown a lot of accuracy has predicted a lot of things i was a believer before i am a believer even more so not no systems 100 percent, but the dow theory really has performed quite well here um it's been about a month since we've had chuck on and so there's been some movement uh especially uh down in the transports on the low end, and we could talk about that. So, Chuck, as always, and some of you gains listeners, uh, or a lot of you games list, gains listeners, are already familiar. But uh, Chuck's going to give us the super quick here on the Dow theory, and then we're going to talk about levels and where we've been and where we're going. So, uh, yeah, for the, the, a quick primer, just give us the setup here for those who aren't familiar with the Dow theory, why it's so valuable, and then we can kind of talk about the path here. So the Dow Theory was developed by Charles Dow, uh, the first publisher of the Wall Street Journal, um, back in the you know the late 1890s, early 1900s, and uh, it basically looks at two things and two things only. It looks at the movement of the Dow Jones Industrial Average and the movement of the Dow Jones Transportation Average. Each of those indices provide a, a pretty nice barometer on economic activity in a lot of different sectors. And what the Dow Theory likes to see is both of those sectors confirming one another uh, and both of those indices confirming one another in terms of direction, hopefully to the upside, but you get instances when they're confirming one another by making lower lows. And that's kind of the definition of a bull market under the Dow theory is where you see both the Dow Jones Industrial and Dow Jones Transportation Averages both moving higher and setting a a series of, of higher highs in both cases and both confirming one another. Where the markets get a little hinky is when you start to see both of them making a series of lower lows and uh, both going to to lower lows. And that's kind of what happened uh, back in February when the Dow Theory did turn bearish on February 22nd. So, um, you know, we're, we're, you know, two months plus into this. And at the time, it was kind of interesting, uh, Andy, that it wasn't like the market had really just gotten brutalized at that point. And I think a lot of people felt that, you know, it was still a correction within a bull market. The Dow Theory has done a good job of kind of calling this and, and has preceded a lot of the damage that's occurred, especially in a lot of these growth stocks, which are now down, you know, 20, 30, 35%, 50% in some cases. So, you know, right now the, the, the last major signal 
under the Dow theory occurred on February 22nd when both the Dow Industrials and the Dow Transports went to what we believed were significant lows. And that is the signal that we are still working on because we have not had a change in the signal. Uh, from a Dow theory perspective, what would it take for the markets to flip back to bullish? Uh, and what I'm about to say sounds very nonsensical, but there's a lot of wisdom in it. And it's basically the indices need to stop going down. And duh, but the fact of the matter is that's what puts puts a lot of importance on those lows that have been established uh, because, you know, if, if lows are taken out, the market still isn't ready to rebound. If, in fact, those lows hold, all bull, bull markets begin with the indices holding previous lows. And so right now, those lows that we're looking at. Uh, so- and, and real quick, for the gains listener, I, I just want to put this in there. Grab a piece of paper, write Dow Theory on the top. And, and there's four levels that we watch with the Dow theory, because I, I think laying it out this way m- makes it understandable. Uh, so you put, you know, the Dow theory and then put Dow industrials high, Dow industrials low. If I'm not mistaken, was that that uh, March low, that 32,632? Yep, that's the March okay. 8th low. That's yeah, correct. that's the and March I'll, 8th I'll low. that again. Yeah, uh, 32,632. That's the March 8th low. So put that there and then put a little gap on the page. And put Dow transports high, and then the Dow transports low. Now, did we just put a new low in on the eighth, uh, Chuck? On that transports? On the eighth of April, actually. Yes. Yes. That, that was one of the things that was disconcerting when the uh, uh, when when the Dow transports did break to new like new 14, lows in the bear market. I think it was. Uh, if that sounds about right, right in that fourteen thousand four seven. Oh, that's I, I yeah, saw that it had taken point. out that 14,523, which was the, uh, yeah, the February, February 22nd low. low on the Dow yeah. Transports. So write that yeah. uh, Dow Transports low, write that 14,470. That was actually established uh, uh, April 8th. Okay, right. so now that's on your your uh, your page. We got the Dow Industrial High, not yet established. The Dow Industrial Low, we gave you that number, 32,632. Dow Transport High, not yet established. And then the Dow Transport, a new low, it was 14,523 before, but a new low has been established at 14,470 um, yes. on the 8th. Now that that's on paper for all our GAINS listeners, start with those lower levels and then explain why the the Dow Industrials high and the Dow Transports high has yet to be established. Explain all yeah, that. Now you know, we got the, the, well, and and actually, I have a little bit of a, a, you know, since we last talked, there's been enough time that you can make an argument that actually the highs have been established in both of those. That the, the oh, high point. Oh, okay. So okay, so, yeah. Explain so that. We, we let's can talk start about with the that highs. a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Let's start with the highs. So, then. so yeah. So the first thing that happened is, as you mentioned, the market. The Dow, the Dow Industrials went to an, an, a new low on, on that March 8th. So the market, basically, it, it turned bearish on February 22nd. Uh, indices continued to decline. In the case of the Industrials, they bottomed out, at least in the short term here, on March 8th. And then we had pretty significant rallies. Um, initially, I was a little skeptical about calling those rallies uh, important uh uh, top points because to me enough time hadn't really transpired. Um, that has changed. I mean, the market basically kind of peaked out at uh, on the rally. It went up to about 
oh, I want to say about 35,000 or so, maybe a little higher than that, um, on the on the Dow. It went to about 35,266, and it did that March uh, March 29th. And then we've had this kind of ratcheting up, ratcheting down, significantly down, significantly down, until now we've gotten to the point where we're we're putting in a pretty good retest, what's called a retest of that March 8th low. So. If, in fact, the Dow Industrials can hold that low and then reverse themselves and go up, say, above, say, 35,200, you know, I'm not sure at this point, and again, I have to see the timing of all that happening, but that would certainly be a very, that would certainly be a positive move. So if people are kind of looking for light at the end of the tunnel or potential light at the end of the tunnel, on the Dow Industrials, what you want to see is that March 8th low of 32,632. You want to see that hold on a close. In other words, and yesterday, you know. Oh yeah, I was I was going to bring that up. Uh, yesterday, that Dow Industrials intraday dipped below thirty-two thousand five hundred, but then yeah. popped up in the last hour and held above that le- that thirty-two thousand six thirty-two at the close. Held above that. And I was going right. to ask so you about that. Was my next closes. question. That was that's yeah. a, an important part because for a while it was looking real shady until it, <laughs> it sure popped did. in the last hour. And I wanted to get your thoughts on that real quick. Well, you know, it's it, it's and you've seen this probably is uh, often where you know those those previous low points they they matter on on a sh- at least on a short term basis where they you know they provide potential you know support. Uh, to, to a market and, you know, because we're not the only person looking at those points or other technicians and other folks that are looking at those. And, and it's, again, it gets back to that kind of nonsensical, but, but common sense phrase. And I said, you know, markets, if markets are going to go up, they need to stop going down. And the way you measure that is, did they blow through previous low points? So there was certainly some buying that came in and, you know, quite frankly, some of that might've been algorithmic buying that, 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 you know, they have computers set up at those certain lows um, and, you know, that may have been what, what kind of shifted the market around yesterday. Now, that, that was the first pretty good retest. And I, you know, oftentimes that low is going to get tested again. And it's probably going to get tested again and tested again. Um, and if it continues to hold above that on a close, then, you, you know, you have greater confidence that, you know, the, the moneyed, Wisdom says, okay, maybe that is going to be a good a good low. And then if the market would rally and go above a previous rally point, which you would expect to be resistance, then you know you have a pretty good. Idea. It, it's not perfect, but then you have a much better feeling that okay, maybe this is a move that can be sustained. So, again, in the way the industrials that March eighth low is very important, and that's thirty two thousand six thirty two, and you you want. You don't want to see that taken out on a close. It can happen at your day like it did yesterday, but you don't want to see it taken out on the close. Um, so, in the case of the transport. Yeah, I was going to say uh, moving. All right, so just, just to recalibrate re, uh, here, Dow Industrials high on the high side, that first line we were talking about, 35,260. That was from March yeah. 29th. And then we've yeah. we've long talked about the the Dow Industrials low in in the uh, Dow theory the the lower mark that we've will see retested and again that's thirty two thousand six thirty two which is and again that's the March eighth and we've talked about that for a while 
Those are the levels established, the Dow Theory levels established on the Dow Industrials. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be right back, and we'll talk about those key transports levels with Chuck. Hey, real quick, be sure to subscribe, follow, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, if that's an option for you. And as always, subscribe and turn on those notifications so you know when a new Gains episode drops. We drop Gains episodes on Wednesday and Friday mornings. So we'll be right back with those key transport levels right after the break. If you enjoy learning about communities, culture, and history, then Shades of the City podcast is for you. We will bring you stories like the legacy of Johnson Publishing Company, most notably known for Jet and Ebony magazines. Basically what the world said African-American people could not do, these magazines proved otherwise. Subscribe now to Shades of the City on the Odyssey app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. All right, back with Chuck Carlson, CEO of Horizon Investment Services and publisher of the Dow Theory Forecast newsletter in Hammond. By the way, just wanted to let you know, I'm going to put these levels that we've discussed on my Twitter account. And again, that's at Gersh, G-I-E-R-S-H. And again, my Twitter handle is at G-I-E-R-S-H. Okay, let's move over to the transports. And we've often talked about it, Chuck, the transports the ultimate leading indicator. Explain that real briefly and then start hitting on those levels. Yeah, so the, the, the transports in, in some instances, in a lot of instances actually, maybe even more important than the Dow Jones Industrial Average because it oftentimes is the canary in the coal mine. It oftentimes is kind of a leading indicator. And the reason for that is that the Dow transports represent an excellent barometer for future economic activity. When you think about transportation-related companies, whether it's you know, truckers or rails or even airlines or, or you know, shipping companies, you know, they're, they're sensitive to 
virtually almost you know every characteristic of the economy, whether it's wages, it's fuel prices, it's demand, both consumer demand, institutional demand, international demand. So they tend to be, you know, the best barometer for giving you an idea of what the future economic conditions will be. So, you know, if you see the Dow Jones transportation average just absolutely tanking, that does not bode well for the, the, the future economy and therefore doesn't bode well for corporate profits, et cetera. So, you know, you're not going to get a sustained move in the market and the broad market while the Dow Jones transportation average is stinking up the place. So you need to watch it. Um, and it is kind of the forgotten index, but we, we don't, and it's pays to watch. So here, here's where we lay out now on the Dow Jones transportation average. The low point that we're watching is the April 8th low, and Andy has shot that number out, but I'll give it again. It's 14,470. And then the upper level is that uh, level that occurred, uh, boy, let me get my computer going here, on the transports. Looks like it's about March 29th. Yes. And that looks like it was. Let me get that here. March and and while, while you're talking about at, while you're looking up that March 29th. So, again, yep. you felt like there was an like the industrials like we talked about. Um, you, you think there's been enough time that that's that's a legitimate high yeah. on the Dow Transports. Yeah, I think I, I, I think so. It is a little I will admit it is a little fuzzier in the transport case because, you know, the low was made after that high. So it. it that's where kind of the art, the art comes in in terms of interpreting things. But right. but that is the previous high. So I mean, it, it it gets difficult to ignore that if in fact the market would rally and go above what was its significant, what was its previous high point. And that high point level is sixteen thousand seven one eight. So again, I, I you know if if you and, and again, I that's the the, the that's the. Dow Transports on the top side, 16,718, and that was put in on March 29th. Go right, ahead. and you need, and again, all these work on closes. You need, you know, if, for a signal to, to matter or, or, or a, a level to matter, it needs to be on a close. And and again, if those top topping points are taken out, Andy, you know, I, I reserve the right to kind of evaluate it at that. Yeah, time. right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I get it. There's, mar- but there's but, a craft to this. There is a little there. You know, there's there's a little uh, massaging that goes along with this. I imagine uh, there is. But I will say this. I mean, that would you know the 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 odds would be tilting way in its favor of if not a change in the trend to bullish that you know the likelihood of a more sustained up up move those odds that you know the probabilities increase significantly so um you know that that's really where we are right now from a Dow theory perspective um and and you know we're we're retesting those lows certainly pretty well in the Dow industrials the transports still have a little ways to go but as you know you know volatility that can Put that, yeah, that's an index that can put points on in a hurry or take points off in and, a hurry. And we've so. seen that as of late, Chuck. I mean, I was and now I was going to ask you about the transports. The volatility in the transports has been off the hook, and I'll tell you what, uh, that's been a great indicator too because 
um, you know, I've disclosed that I at, at times in this in as the market's been going down, I've been just outright shortened. And I've been really watching the transports, and that's given us an indication when that transports get whacked, you can see the Dow falling uh, right behind it. Now, I wanted to let everybody know, and I've mentioned this in a couple gains episodes, I am no longer outright shorting the markets because we're too close to those lower levels that uh, Chuck has been talking about. Now I'm just taking that dry powder and other uh, cash that I've had set aside and waiting to pounce when, so, you know, when I see, you know, individual stocks go on extreme sale or, you know, we start seeing the market shore up here a little bit. Uh, your, your thoughts on that? No, that's fine. I, you know, it, it's we, you know, if you go back to, um, you know, late, late February, early March, and you can you can get some pretty wild rallies that come out of these things, you know, much like people kind of forget, you know, during bull markets, there are bear market, there, there are secondary corrections that occur within bull markets and they can be pretty violent they can retrace up to one-third of the pre uh, one-third to two-thirds of the previous advance and they can be you know they can bite pretty hard but those are corrections within bull markets the same goes with bear markets you can have rallies within bear markets and those rallies can be very aggressive oftentimes they are driven by short covering uh, and you know they can be explosive but they tend to be fairly brief you know you know anywhere from maybe three weeks to um you know um, three months at the at the longest so you know it, it you need to get a it, you could see a rally here just given the fact we are bouncing off these lows and that could be pretty vigorous but again until i see those levels that we talked about on the upside surpassed on closes i would still view such rallies as, as with a little bit of skepticism how are you playing the markets right now, knowing the Dow theory is bearish, established, you know, these levels are really well established now. How are you playing this for your uh, clients, Chuck? Yeah, we're, we're running, you know, kind of a barbell concept, Andy, where on the one end of the barbell, we still have some of those, not, not insanely valued growth stocks, but we still have some companies that we feel are reasonably valued growth stocks. So, so you still have kind of the, the growth stocks at one end of the barbell. And at the other end of the barbell, we have added stocks that, you know, may have lower volatility. So we've, we've had a pinch of utilities to it. We've, uh, we've added uh, companies that are, you know, in kind of, uh, well, we've, for example, we've added some energy exposure over the last few months, and that's worked well. So kind of contra stocks, to the other end of the barbell. And then we've added and, and have certain, you would say, defensive, dividend-paying, lower-volatility-type stocks at one end of the barbell. And, and again, that, that's not going to shield you from feeling the bite if the markets continue to move lower. But what it does is kind of, A, positions you to take advantage of market cycles as they cycle through. At least you're going to have some exposure to some areas that are doing well. And, B, we've also raised some cash in here, too. We're running... Right now, if a portfolio had the ability to be 100% invested in stocks, we're running at about 79 to 80%. So we've got, you know, we've got some pretty good dry powder that we've built up, and we probably will build up a little bit more if those lows are taken out. So that's kind of where we are right now. That's kind of our game plan. We're okay with what we have. We still got a, a decent chunk in the market, as I think a lot of people should do. Um, but we have raised some cash. We've got some dry powder. And we've got some points we're watching to 
to see, you know, when to deploy it or to raise more if those lows are taken out. Uh, one other thing I wanted to quickly touch upon is, you know, we've established the Dow theory and where we're at with that. Um, but I wanted to talk about the value and growth discussion. A lot of people have, to, you know, or we've seen that shift from high growth over to value. Um, and that's occurred over the last, what, three to six plus months. Um, mm-hmm. How long does something like that occur? We've seen in the past where that can be something that, you know, can happen for a long time where you do see a shift for even years. How How is that shaping up with the way you see the markets? And uh, how long, I mean, is, is value going to be uh, the place to be f- going forward here for a while? I mean, how do you assess that? Yeah, I, I think it it may be. Historically here, or historically I'm saying the last maybe 15, 20 years, it has been for the most part a growth market punctuated by maybe 12 to 18 months of, of really good value markets. But in, in the main, it's been a growth, a growth investor's dream come true. Um, so it, you're right. It has shifted clearly to the value camp. And the question now is, is this really going to be, you know, a six to 12 month, you know, thing, or are there things in place that can maybe extend this longer? The, the one thing that is in place that could extend, extend it longer that hasn't been in place for probably 30 years is this idea of inflation. If, in fact, inflation continues to run hot and the Fed is unsuccessful in being, being able to bring it down, um, y- you will continue to see value beating growth. And the reason for that is inflation you know, in, in simple terms, erodes the, the value of, of future growth. If, if inflation is going to, you know, if you buy a growth stock because you're buying a growth stock because of what it's going to do in the future in terms of growing, but if that growth is devalued because it's going to be eroded by inflation, you're going to pay less for growth. Um, and, and what that means in stock terms is when you pay less for something, that means the things like P.E. ratios contract, that valuation contracts, the, the amount that you're willing to pay for that growth the premium you're willing to pay contracts. So, you know, in, and that's why, that's one of the big factors why you've seen growth stocks get beat up so badly here because of the inflation and the accompanying higher interest rates, which all erode the, the future growth prospects. If, in fact, growth if inflation does stick around, uh, that that is a huge headwind for growth stocks and, and will keep value stocks, uh, you know, doing better than growth. So, no, no, you know, if you have a good view of what inflation is going to do over the next three or four years, you know, then then you should know, you know, whether it's a value market or a growth market. When we were in basically zero inflationary markets, you know, it was a pretty easy call that growth was going to be winning the day. That's not that's may not be the case here for the next shoot for the next two, three, four years. We'll have to wait and see. Knowing that, does that dictate the type of names that you would invest in um, when you're aware of, of that? And especially if you see this being a longer term thing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it does. And, and again, that doesn't mean we're not looking at growth stocks. But what it does mean is that, you know, I'm not willing to pay 60 times earnings for a growth stock. You know, I'd rather look at a stock like, a, uh, you know, a Qualcomm, for example, which is growing very nicely. And I can buy that stock at, you know, at, at 13 or 14 times earnings. Or um, so, so where I'm, you know, where, where I'm migrating toward growth stocks that I can buy at, at you know, not not doesn't have to be dirt cheap valuations, but 
certainly has to be reasonable valuations. And, you know, and, and that's a lesson investors need to understand, especially new investors, where, you know, when the markets were romping and stomping, um, you know, bull markets, valuation really doesn't matter a whole lot. <laughs> and it's a, it's a horrible way to sell stocks on valuation during really rip-roaring bull markets. Um, but, but when the tide turns, and certainly during bear markets, it matters. And you need to kind of calibrate that into your investment portfolio. You know, those stocks that you were buying that didn't have any profits, um, those are stocks that are going to really get beat up badly in a high inflationary environment because you just don't, you don't know where to buy them. You're not sure where to, where, where to, where to buy them at this point, the valuation. So, um, you know, it's a long-winded way of saying, yeah, we, we, have, we are putting more of an emphasis on value, even when we're looking at growth stocks. By the way, Qualcomm, uh, the ticker on that is QCOM. I know you got to go, Chuck, but uh, final thoughts on today's GAINS uh, podcast discussion. Well, you know, the final thought is, you know, if, if your, your listeners out there want to focus on something, focus on those low points in the market. Again, the market is not going to be sustained, is not going to sustain stuff to the upside. Um, if, in fact, it keeps taking out lows. So the first step in changing the trend is those lows hold. Uh, lows lows do hold. And, you know, the lows right now, we'll see. We're retesting them, um, as was expected, and we'll see if they can, they can hold up. I'll also put those levels, uh, I'll tweet them. So go to at Gersh, that's at G-I-E-R-S-H, I'll have those four key levels that we have established for the Dow Theory. Well, hey, thanks a lot, Chuck. I really appreciate it. We'll have you on again soon. Very good, Andy. Thank you. Big thanks to Chuck Carlson, CEO of Horizon Investment Services and publisher of the Dow Theory Forecast newsletter in Hammond, author of the book Winning with the Dow's Losers. And as always, be sure to subscribe, follow, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, And as always, subscribe and turn on those notifications so you know when a new episode drops. We'll be back on Friday morning with a fresh gains episode, and I look forward to seeing you then. A News Radio WBBM podcast powered by Odyssey. T Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 